Yo, welcome to the D&D, the Drink and Drown podcast. I am one of two hosts, Tim and Nicholas, a.k.a. Mr. Terrible, a.k.a. TNT. And it's your boy, Evron Williams, a.k.a. Big Easy. You don't know what's going on. And this is the Unapologetic Podcast with good intentions. Make sure to hit us up on our socials, which will be located below. Enjoy. I'm um, yo, real quick. Yeah, we see back in the day when them um, rappers used to like, they used to sing and they all like, Hey, 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 once upon a time, I was going down the road. I saw <laughs> Jaw G in the pole. You know, I was like, bro, like that man, yeah, that man was like different back in the day. Though. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> it was groovy in a sense. I, I think it had a lot to do with what was going on like in the time. Like the whole, even like the way they used to dance, the way they used to dress. Like, I don't see that type of thing happening in today's culture. Like, with the way we dress now, the way we, we act and we turn up, I don't think those types of tracks will get people as lit as they did now. You know, I back know, then, man. You know? If you ever see me in the club and I'm going, hey, 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 <laughs> I better pull up. There's drinks on me. <laughs> drinks for everyone. You get a drink. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. So how's your week, man? Um, My week's been okay. Uh, At work, I got most of the stuff out of the way and off the plated. To get plated um i got some big projects um coming in this week for sure so um, i will be working on fridays again until i get that project out the way we make like some super tramps that go into europe so that's kind of it yeah for y'all those who don't know timon works at like the headquarters for like the trampoline mafia in canada um so it's it's we can't talk too much about it but just know if y'all want to tramp someone's the man I'm the guy. I'm that guy. <laughs> but yeah, what about you? How's your week going? Man, to be honest, every week since, you know, since this whole COVID has happened, it's, it's it's been relatively the same. You know, it's uneventful. It's, in fact, I get sad when people ask me this question. You know, how was your week? How was your day? Because I don't have nothing to tell you. I woke up. I did what I had to do. I went to bed. That was my day. So you know, guess what we're not week. doing next week? We're not gonna ask everyone how is you know his week. Yeah, because it's it's gonna be the same thing. So, um, actually, we could just uh, you know, so for the newer viewers, because we're uh, expecting uh, them, we're expecting uh, them, so they need to know that nothing happens to everyone's life. Yeah, we have to make sure they don't forget it. Nah, but yo, I've been hearing some shit about Texas, and I don't want to make fun of the whole situation, but who is to blame really? Because that whole ecosystem that whole thing was set up for yep it's never gonna be a you know a cold winter ever so let's not be prepared it's like if it's like if it's like if antigua people we live in the caribbean the traffic of what's that that region called traffic of cancer the equator run through them areas yeah i I think either either Cancer or Capricorn? I don't remember. One is north, right? one is south. I don't remember which yeah. <laughs> one. We're in one of them tropical areas. So that means yeah. it's really impossible for it to snow there unless you move the equator or the planet, right? <laughs> and then one day just magically snows, like a snow. Everybody dead, basically. Literally. We would all die. <laughs> we would like, all we would die. go home to nothing. Like, everything would be no more. Check. So the they don't e- we don't even have to so think about that to plan for it. But the states, you would think that, all right, off chance, you know, global warming, maybe. But, you know, I can't talk about it too much. But I saw a video on Instagram with this guy kind slide down the hill, right? And that thing just kept going. I feel like to this day, it's still going. It's still going. <laughs> the legend and, said. 
it's crazy because like I'm watching that thing skate. And I remember the, I think it was last week, they had like a bad snow day and I was driving to work. Mm-hmm. And I was skate out my mind. Cause it was snow, snow was on the road. It was like a foot high. And this mm-hmm. is me, ooh, I got my, you know, my uh, four wheel drive on, this is me. I can handle this shit. So I'm there early morning at six o'clock and I'm pressing. So as I press out the car, slide it. I was like, I'm not even going anywhere. Right, so then I had to find a way to get out. And the first corner, I turn, the vehicle just starts sliding. And I'm looking at the other guy like, did you see what happening? <laughs> and the car just sliding over there. And I'm trying to bring back the car. And the, the thing is fishtailing. And I'm turning my wheels on the car. The car just going where you want. Only the front moving. But the back yeah. is going where it wants to go. So I, no, I'm there panicking. I'm sweating in the cold. And I'm there like, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What's going to happen? I'm thinking, all right, everybody's going to stay put after they just witness what happened with me. Everybody just drive off. No, because everyone still has their jobs to go to. The thing is, in Canada, this is expected weather. So you, as a person, you're expected to be able to to live with this weather. So literally, you there could be the biggest blizzard. And you show up late, your boss still going to be on your ass. I come from Antigua. If I went outside and a bird pissed on me, I'd say, oh, it's raining. I'm staying home. <laughs> Bro, a little oh, rain. Real? Yeah, a little rain will keep us home. Yeah, in Antigua. literally. Back, back home for, for us, like for me, my parents have a business. And literally, the days it rains are the slowest days. And it's it's like the city is like abandoned. Nobody, yeah, nobody only shit. the people who have to be at work are at work. No one's coming to town if it's raining. Nobody's it's leaving. No, no. <laughs> and I think rain affects drivers too because people back home drive real dunce when rain come. <laughs> it's like it's like an incentive for stupidity. You know, I don't know what it is, but up here too. I mean, like a snow come and you know, we honestly I think up here people are more like resilient to that though. Like they don't a lot of people they don't really let nothing bother them. Like you said, your car was out, the fish tail, and everybody just looking at you like, okay, and <laughs> oh, I'm going like I'm driving literally 30, 20. Right, I see man doing 50 passing me. I'm just like, bro, bro, what <laughs> you know what? Winter tires, that is what. And ladies and gentlemen, I have been trying to tell Timon that it is just as important to have winter tires as just to put gas in your car or to even make sure your brakes work in or anything of that nature because winter tires are a whole different ball game in, in the snow for real. And I promise you, if you had winter tires, your car wouldn't have, have been doing all them stupidness that it was doing the other day. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think it's that important, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave him to it. Now that you've heard one side of this story, mm. let me tell you the other side of this story, okay? I once came to this guy and told him, hey, I think I should get some tires, but the way how my bank account is set up right now, it's just expensive, okay? And then I, I got this thinking, right? Mm. I got this thinking. Because my our brain going off fine off, you know, Mr. Creative with all them, you know? And I, I got this thinking. And while I'm there thinking about, like, you know, maybe I should investigate those tires, it dawned upon me that I don't have any storage. So now, one, I'd have to pay this kind of expensive money to get some tires with some rims, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm after to find a place to put my all-season, all all-purpose, all-season tires and call them. Imagine that all season tires can't work during the one season I need them to work. Right? So clearly they're selling me a lie from the start. Anyways, 
have nowhere to put them, so that means I have to spend money on storage. So that means during the summer, that's six months of storage I'm paying for. You know, I'm ready. I'm ready somewhere. I'm not going on to this. I already explained it to everyone. It's fine, yeah. Basically, the conclusion of Timon's story is that storage is um not as important as saving his own life. But anyways, on to bigger, better topics. Um, we can you know proceed with this conversation. Fine, fine, fine. Nah, that's that, that's just how it is, man. But no, nah, but same thing with winter here. I think it was, you know, I have I have snow tires on my car, and one thing that snow tires don't like nothing helps you against ice. Let's just put that out there for y'all who uh... don't know. Nothing stops ice unless you have spikes on your wheels, and even then, ah, well, that's your best bet. But okay, winter somebody, tires are not affected by ice. Hmm? Um, so those winter tires that you have on, where do you keep your other tires? In the garage. You see, I don't have one of those. Master size the points. You know where there's a will, there's a way. You know, if you really want, find out you could find so. Boss, I know some. Wow, somebody would have been willing. <laughs> you know, we just the moment I bought those tires and I took off the ones that are on the SUV right now, I'd have to put them in my trunk. And this is That's exactly right. what will happen. La, 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 la. All the way to the back. And a man go come across one night now. He's parked and say, oh, my goodness. Four pairs of tires. Or should I say two pairs of tires? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right. Two pairs of tires. <laughs> That's what they're going to say. I don't know. I'm like, hmm. Can break this window when the alarm goes off. I can at least get two tires. He golden because no, he not spe- look. Safety reasons, right? I'm look. I'm saving myself here. That's why I don't get the winter tires for my safety. For your safety. For my safety. Your safety. I mean, you, you hear me? Oh, your per- oh, okay. You yes. See, yes. You know, I okay. You know, from from that perspective, maybe I can kind of see where you're coming from, but in actuality, I don't. Anyways, um, <laughs> no, nah, like I was saying the other day, I was driving and there's this. I just left my house, like two corners away from my house, and I was going like ten, like because it's a corner, right? There's a stop sign on one end. I don't have a stop sign, but it's still a pretty sharp corner, so I have to slow right down to turn it. And I turned my steering wheel, and the car just didn't turn. It, it I I was going for I didn't stop I couldn't stop I I let off the gas the car just kept going at the trajectory it wanted to go and you know two twos I just watched my car run up in the snow <laughs> I could do nothing about it. I I literally it happened so slowly I feel like I could have gotten out of my car and walked out to get in between my car and the snowbank uh-huh. to kind of stop it but I, it winter ain't shit bro. <laughs> Bro, I know, I know them the same ones because that same, that same morning when I was going to work, I was going on this small little incline now and it's, it's going on the ramp to the highway. Yeah. And while I'm going now, I'm driving slow. I'm leaving a two, a two car distance in front of me because, mm-hmm. you know, winter and I see the traffic stop. So this is me. All right. I have time. So I'm tapping on the brakes and I realized when I tap on the brakes, the car still went the same speed. So I was like, let me tap a little harder. The car's still going the same speed. So now I'm slamming on the brakes and I can feel all the brakes lock now. Mm-hmm. But the car's still sliding. So now I'm looking at the car for it to be and I'm one crack. <laughs> this is me. Do I swerve into the next lane and then hopefully don't crack? Because now I have to be aware of the traffic that's coming in the next lane, mm-hmm. right? And now this is me. Do I tap or do I just hold? Do I tap or do I just... So I'm holding for a bit. It's not working. So now I'm tapping on the brakes, trying to warm them somehow. And then it came to a stop and... Man, my heart was in my hand. 
but I hate because it happens so slowly. It's like you have enough time to think of everything that you everything. could possibly do. It's just you that just nothing you will it. do will work. It's like <laughs> you have been, everything's happening in slow motion in real time. It's, it don't even make sense. Yeah, it's that's a movie shit. Hundred <laughs> percent. Just imagine you fall out the sky, right, and then everything going slow, and you're just like, well, I'm a, like you I'm know a your death ground. is about to pull up. Yeah. Your death is literally waiting on you. And you it just, can't do nothing. It just happening slow. You falling out. I be pulling my handbrake and everything, uh, boss. boss. Every boss, <laughs> everything. And it's still the same, same thing. So I just feel like at the end of the day, it's 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 you know, we should have just stayed where we 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 come from. You know, we have no business being here. I think that's just life trying to tell us that. That's the universe trying to reach out to us. I'm like, son, this ain't it. <laughs> That's the reality nah, of it. Nah, I get that, man. But, like, no, the, it, it, the weather's been nice so far. Oh, time ahead just now. Sorry, guys. But the weather's been nice so far, though. It hasn't gotten as bad. I can't say that for everyone because he live in Winterpeg. Oh, it was bad out there. Tell him about the other I mean, it's, it's okay. Here's the thing, right? This particular winter was not the worst winter. But this past week, week and a half was the worst week and a half of my life. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say in my life because due to quarantine and COVID, which I like to look at the brighter side of things and I just try and focus on positivity for my own well-being. So I always look at COVID as, you know, the thing that was sent to Earth to prevent me from having to go outside in the winter. So that's how I, you know, that's my resolve with COVID. So Having said that, I didn't have to be out in, in the elements, but last week, it was literally, on average, there was no day that it was warmer than minus 20 degrees Celsius. And at day, sun, sun high up in the sky, right? You go outside, you could you could get a tan underneath the frostbite you get. Because <laughs> it was like, you know, the sun's shining bright and it's still like minus 30 and it's just it's just a whole other ball game. It's like that type of weather where you can like throw boiling water outside, and by the time the water is supposedly supposed to hit the ground due to gravity, it won't be water anymore. It would have vaporized. So it's 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 some extreme stuff. But compared to Timon, he's living lavish, definitely living lavish. For sure, for sure. Only hey. thing is, I miss. I haven't been able to do no uh, winter sports, winter anything, to be honest. I haven't gotten the chance to do any, and I've been here for three years. Mm. Nothing for me. I was able to get into uh, skiing when I came up. Um, our school had, uh, you know, some extracurricular activities, and one of those things that we could have done was um, ski club. Um, mm. That's where I got exposed to it. I started off with uh, snowboarding first. Mm. It. I don't want to say it's me. Because it very well could be me, but I don't like snowboarding. Snowboarding is dangerous because for some reason, I just can't keep straight. You know, I would start off going on in the position, you know, left foot forward, right foot back, and, you know, you're just going on like that. And then just in slow motion, because I'm on the bunny hill, right? That's the beginner's hill. Like, hey, I'm, with, I'm with children, bro. <laughs> it was when I, it's ski club, but you can snowboard or ski. So when I went for the first time, I started off with the snowboard because that's what I wanted to do because... That's the coolest looking thing, right? Skis oh, are for me, sure. you know, looking wise, right? Like so I was like skateboarding on ice. Literally. So I'm like, yo, I can do this. And the thing why it was like such a good idea was because I know skateboarding is hard because my feet aren't strapped to the board. 
I'm just standing on it, right? But a snowboard, you're actually strapped to the board. So the board wow. not going to leave your feet, right? Okay. So it, it's like, yeah, you're wearing a boot and then it has like a thing. Okay, but why strapped strap though? Couldn't board. I just push my foot inside and it's like a, you know, slippers? Nah. nah. I mean, I mean, there possibly could be something like that, but I don't think that's a general setup. I can literally tumble with my legs open. Literally, that's it. You just cover your face. I hope your hip don't break. <laughs> that's literally it. You know? Well, it's hard. I, I hit my head so hard, right? I was on the bunny hill and I started going and my left foot just started to switch positions with my right foot. In, in the, I, I mean, I didn't move, but, you know, going down the hill, I started just to change the direction I was going. And I ended up going backwards and my snowboard hooked into the ground and just slammed my head back. Ooh. And I just remember I saw this light, right? I don't know oh, if it was a street time. light over my head. But I just saw this light one time. And then I just remember people helping me up. That's how concussion that, tastes, guys. <laughs> with a side of uh, whipped cream. <laughs> Literally, because like I, I, I just remember being um, attended to by, you know, someone that worked there. And I mean, I was fine. But the fact is, I'm not doing that again. So Bro, the following week, I started skiing and I've never left. Skiing, skiing is lit. The only takeaway right. I get from that is snow is basically white concrete. It is, in a sense, if it's compacted hard enough. Because that same snowbank I ran my car in, and you can't unhook my bumper. So <laughs> it's not this little, nice little fluffy snow. Y'all be thinking, you know, let's go play and throw snowballs at each other and all that stuff. Nah, there's levels to this. And that's the level that ain't nobody need to be on. <laughs> yeah, yeah I always, so you should do skiing, man. Like, man, I want to try it all. I've, I've been, what's that one with the shoes and you skate on ice? Ice skating. Ice skating. Oh yeah, yes. we did that. Eh? Um, I did I, ice I skating ice rink twice with everyone in them. I think it was in Waterloo both times or no? Yeah, I think, I think the the place was officially in Kitchener, uh, which is uh the city next to Waterloo. Same thing. Everybody yeah, calls the same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Well, yeah, how but did yeah. you find that experience compared oh. to like like your like the way you thought it was gonna be versus what it actually was? So I've never did anything with involving balance like that. Mm-hmm. Um, never been rollerblading. I would like to try that. So when I when I went there, this is me. Oh, that's gonna be easy. I think I can balance myself enough on a blade. So <laughs> oh, the 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 blades for the shoes are actually thicker than I thought they would be for some reason. I thought they were gonna be like knife thin at the bottom, but they're actually broader. So I thought when I I thought I was gonna break my ankle to be honest. But then when I went on and I stood up, I was just like, oh, this is not too bad. I just mm-hmm. didn't know how to propel myself. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. trying to trying to walk is like I was just literally shuffling to move yeah. forward and hold on to the rails. But then after I realized what well, Akil, because Akil got the hang of it quicker than I thought. You know what? I saw that. I remember that. Now you're saying it too. I'm like, hmm, there's no way this is your first time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. I'm just like, this guy been lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's the rollerblade at some point. Cause you know, Maybe. It, but he just keeping the secret because he, you know. He just while I'm taking a humble route, you know, you ain't trying to flex. <laughs> I would have been flexing, <laughs> but nah, but yo, it was I, I honestly I couldn't remember the last time I fell down. I didn't want to fall down because the ground was cold, and I'm not a fan of cold. Okay, but yeah, it was it was difficult because I every time I felt like I was gonna fall, I grab up for everyone or Evian or something, and everyone was sick of it. He was sick of it. <laughs> 
There's ones that I'm falling. I'm trying to grab this one. Like, you can't touch me. Yeah, literally, you can't touch me, bro, because I'm no good either, bro. So if you fall in and you hold me, I'm going down with you. <laughs> That's it. Now, two of us looking like boo-boo the fool. Okay, so the I fall and I'm just like, wow. When I fell down, I fell down good because I'm just like, bro, I can't tell I to fall on my ass. A good solid fall down. A good fall down. Like, literally, gravity failed me. <laughs> and I fell. And I'm just like, well, I can't trust nothing anymore. Yeah, and when I tried to get up, it's like, my hands didn't Worse. say, nope. Nope. <laughs> scoop, scoop, scoop. <laughs> Every time I'm moving, I'm on my knees. I'm just trying to get a decent foot. You should see me. Look mm. like a, I don't want to say retarded, but I look retarded. Yeah, literally, I would still recommend it to everyone who hasn't oh, done sure. it before because sure. it's literally all about the experience of doing it. And you hear me saying that now, and I want you to know I'm probably going to contradict myself later on just because we're not talking about this. Because if we're talking about things like skydiving and things of that nature, I don't care about what I'm experienced because I'm not doing it. Oh, no, I'm doing those things, yeah, I'm doing Ooh, everything. Are a madman. Nah. But that's fair. You can be mad <laughs> over here. <laughs> I'm curious, though. I'm curious. I would at least like to experience everything at least one time so I can mm. talk about it, you know? Yeah, as, okay. As, as my yeah. heart can tell. Like, if 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 I haven't experienced it, I can only sit down and listen because I don't have the right to say, you know? Mm. So, yeah. I, I, I like want to, these kind to of do activities. it at, like, a lower level. Like, nah. like the whole... Uh, okay, here's my thing, right? Skydiving. You're falling from... Yeah, I'm falling at a controlled rate. You're just falling at whatever gravity pulls you at, right? What's until that, 9.18? Con- <laughs> until you hit a constant speed, you know, and then you yeah, don't feel like you're falling right. anymore. But, like, there's nothing stopping you from not falling anymore except for that parachute, which may or may not work depending on the circumstances of that entire situation. It's a good thing parachutes come with two. They have, a, they okay. have the, the standard, <laughs> and then they have the emergency. Bro, it's still... It's still not something that's like control. Like I'm not. I mean, it's less controlled than a roller coaster is, right? And By far. Let, let's let's be honest, right? If you're going down, you're pulling both of them, and nothing happened. I'm pretty sure the diving instru- instructor would dive down, grab you, and connect you to his shit. Yeah. But you 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 in three sets of you know safety mechanisms there for you. Like your two parachutes and the you know the the instructor who's taking you on the skydiving trip. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you, right. you have that, man. Just do it. Pure pressure. I, I, I don't think I can. I really would not be able to even set foot on the plane knowing that that's what I'm going up in the sky to go do. So, let me get this straight. <laughs> if your friends them jumping out the plane, you're not going to jump out the plane? No, I'm waving. Your mother's nope. proud. Your mother's proud. <laughs> I, ain't a, I was never that man, bro. That's why y'all are the ones with all the wild story adventures, and I'm the one that's always listening. <laughs> bro, if my friend jumping off a hill, bro, they're not stupid. I'm jumping off. Something's <laughs> going on here that I don't know about. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Cal, I just want to hear about it. It's <laughs> like logically thinking, like, why are y'all jumping off a, a mountain, bro? Like a cliff, really? And I'm like, no, just, just trust me. I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah not me. I, I, I ain't built that way, bro. Like roller coasters, I. So I, I think I judge my, like the whole idea of skydiving off of my experience uh, with roller coasters just because that whole downward, you know, the force you're feeling, the G's acting against you, it's not fun. It is not. I, I, don't, really I don't receive any form of enjoyment from doing it. I don't not like the rush because the rush is the rush. I'm, I, think, I think of that type of rush as the same type of rush you feel when you're about to die. You know, bro, like my, so, yo. my heart is racing right now, reliving that moment. 
like it's I, literally like you're just going and then literally it's like you're moving faster than the rate at which your soul can keep up with you so it's like my i'm like my physical state is peeling away from my soul so i'm leaving my soul behind up on the top of the, the um the roller coaster while i'm going down i don't like that there's nothing fun about it like even being with people enjoying themselves like i'm the type of person i can enjoy myself with people if they're enjoying themselves right but literally i'll be miserable in that situation because i get no enjoyment out of that at all i don't see the point i'll hold your bags i i have more fun watching you have fun than i do having fun with you on a roller coaster i that ain't for me that's just me nah you see what it is for me right before i went on a roller coaster the closest thing i had to fall out the sky is when the plane hit turbulence and they do that kind of drop oh. or when they when they you know landing and something kind of go down and like ooh like in my stomach you know I when i went to what is it, coney island uh no yeah canada's wonderland yes boss wonderland, <laughs> wonderland. <laughs> so when i went to wonderland right they had like three sets of roller coasters right that we could mm-hmm. go on so i went on the first one by myself no friends no none just me and i went on it it was a small loop-de-loop one and i went quick oh. right mm. And the lady tell me, put away the GoPro, this is me. So I hold on to my, the videos on YouTube, just go, right? So I'm there now, and when the roller coaster shoot off, I said, mistake, should have put this GoPro in my bag, right? So I'm holding on for dear life, right? And I'm shutting my eyes, and this is me. Man, don't be a pussy. Open your eyes. What was this? Right? So I'm literally, I'm fighting my skins Lip. to open, yeah, my, to you know, open my eyelids to open. <laughs> I'm doing the whole loop to after the whole thing done, right? It happened in seconds. This is me. Whoa, it done already. I get my money's worth. So this is me. All right, this was easy. I'm gonna go do that big one, right? That big red one. So I go up to there, right, to do that one. And I realized it's a different ball game. Because I heard the roller coaster let off, and it took a good while for it to come back. Right? And I watched <laughs> the roller coaster go up, go down, go up. And this is me. Whoa. On the steps where I'm at right now, I can see the small of the roller coaster down there. So this is more. This is this is something different. So now I'm strapped in. This lady tell me, okay, sir, you cannot walk with anything that will fall out your pockets on this elevator uh, on this roller coaster. So you have to put everything in a bag and they put it in this little box or whatever. Mm. When the roller coaster went up to the highest point, right? I looked down. This is me. Oh man, this nice boy. I like it up here. This is cool. And then he started leaning over and creaking over the edges. Mm-hmm. And this is me. Hmm. That's going to be scary, right? <laughs> so the moment I'm looking at that, I'm trying to imagine what the drop will feel like. Because I've jumped off a bunch of high buildings and, and things before. I know that instant to drop it. But let me tell you something, right? The moment that thing went over the tip and it Regret. went down, it was like a 90. I didn't even think, think it's more than 90 because... It has a little hump, so it'll come down and then curve and then fall. Oh, is this behemoth? The the, yes. the, the, the big... Yeah. <laughs> That's the first right? one I went on. Regret. And, bro, the voice that came out didn't even come out because this is exactly what happened. Ah, right? And I could hear the levels of screaming until it was nothing. My mute. <laughs> the noise was stuck in my throat. It didn't even leave my mouth. So now I'm screaming only in my mind. 
right? So I'm falling and I'm scared, right? And I'm trying to shut my eyes. I'm like, oh, no, 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 this is me. Nah, man. You have oh, the experience. You need to open your eyes. So I had my eyes open and I'm crying. And I just like, oh, man, I'm flying. I have to treat this like I'm flying. I'm like, think of Superman. Think you're Superman right now. And then I literally went through it. I was just like, yo, this is fun. I came off of that roller coaster shaking. I just, I literally, as soon as I came off, I did a voice note and I walked straight out of that place literally. and went straight home. Nothing else to see. I just went straight home. Didn't even go look for my pictures or get a video of how the whole road called them. I didn't. Came right off, went straight to the gates, went home. So is that, you going to do it again? Oh, I would. I At that moment, I wasn't. But oh, after okay. a week, I said, yeah, I could do that again. Man, I just don't. I honestly hate the fact that I don't get any enjoyment out of it because it's not even like a state of mind that I know I can convince myself I can enjoy this because the first time I went in, I told myself, fam, I've never done this before in my whole life. This is going to be the best day ever. And literally all my words got pulled right out my mouth and shoved in the trash the moment I stepped on Behemoth because actually not even the moment I stepped on because it's the same roller coaster you, you're talking about. You went up, and then the roller coaster does this thing where when it gets to the top and it starts to creak over, and you're like, okay, now it's time to go, it stops. Like, it jams in a way that just clicks, and then you kind of get thrusted forward a bit, and you're just like, huh? And you look down, and you're like, it's it goes more than 90 degrees down for a little section. So there's a part of when you look down, you don't see the track no more. Mm-hmm. So it looked like you're just going, and there's no track for you to continue on. <laughs> And then you start, and then it's just up and down. And then I don't like those that, that like the corkscrew ones that have like the spin. Mm. And my head big, right? If you know me, my head big, right? And you know, larger objects, you know, with larger masses, you know, tend to, you know, be affected differently by different forces. So, it, <laughs> so when the roller coaster be spinning my head, just flinging in any direction, any trajectory, any trajectory that the freaking, um, you know, forces pull in my head. And I'm like, yo. I can't do this. Like, this is not fun. I'm trying to, I'm like, I'd be forcing my head back to try and just keep it in one yeah. position. Cause I was just like, I don't want to get like, you know, I don't want to get like whiplash or something. I'm split my neck up here. And then everybody's like, what the fuck? And they're like, what do you sound like? I'm dead basically. <laughs> you know? They, yo, what really bummed me out is cause I saw some little kids younger than me and some older folks, like older mm-hmm. than my parents going on these rides. I'm just like, yo, they don't have an age restriction. Nah, and then people going up, you're like, you've, Today is the last, like, bro, my heart was touching my throat when we were going down, okay? I'm pretty sure that old lady that was on there was supposed to die. But then again, my heart weak. Because I'm trying to figure out, like, how can you, how can you handle this much adrenaline this much? I'm like, they've been doing this since they were, like, five, I'm sure. I don't know. I think that's what it is, too. They just brought up. Actually, nah, because... I be having, I be like, there was a bunch of other people that when it was my first time, it was also their first time. Actually, no, that was a separate time. When I did it, we also used to go in high school, like for like when school's about to end, mm. like our school would actually take us to Wonderland. And there were some people there that it was their first times. And these people were just loving it all. Like this one guy, right? This Asian guy, his name is Albert, right? Well, that's his English name. Um, He, first time, right? He pulls up and he goes on. I think, did you go on this one, Leviathan? It's the big blue one. No, it went in two. Oh, it was on two. Okay. Yeah, this is big blue one. Um, this, well, at the time, it was like the newest one that they had. 
And my boy went on, bro. And he went up. And, you know, a whole ride went through. All good. He came off and he just had the biggest smile on his face, right? So they're waiting in line for pictures. And now the pictures start showing up on the screen. And mind you, this guy is the happiest guy in the group, right? We look at the picture. When he was coming down the, the, the slope, my boy was passed out. This guy was slumped. His neck, his head was literally leaning over frontwards on his chest. And he was slumped. He was slumped, bro. And he couldn't wait to go back on again. Bro, the fact that your body just did low, muscleless, just getting flailed around bro, on his ride. Yeah, that's roller coasters, man. I, I still say, you know, if you haven't done it, try it. It's you know, it's it's worth the experience to at least try. But let that be the first thing you're trying if you're thinking or exploring other things where forces related to gravity are involved. Let that be the, the you know, testing what the water. I could, I could tell you which one not to ever take. There's this one next to the Leviathan that goes right up. It's just like a pole with a bunch of chairs. And then it goes up. And it Drop just zone. Yes. Drop zone. Y'all can look these up. These rides up. Behemoth is the one Timon was talking about. The one with my friend is Albert. And this one he's talking about now is called Drop Zone. No matter how you put that, that's literally dying <laughs> because yep. one you're not just falling out the sky and you're free to freak out and go like ah, and then catch your composure this one uh-huh. is strapped down so you feel the force oh. pull you down plus the weight of the chair you're in the, the, yes the weight of the chair <laughs> right and you fall I'm there in the lineup and I'm looking at these people going up <laughs> like no no like literally, no I'm stepping out of line bro but I'm shitting myself. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm gonna shit and I'm gonna fall and I'm gonna throw up. That's what's gonna happen. I don't need that kind of pressure. Nah, there's no need for it. But like I said, if you haven't, give it a shot. You just might be the one to like it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not telling y'all to do that one. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. So I'm not telling y'all to do it. <laughs> Have you been go karting? Yes, I did. Yeah, go-karting I didn't get any good. Lit, I didn't get any good footage because I was young. And I didn't know how to record it, my GoPro. Because what I did was I put it oh, on my it was chest. On the chest one. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then the only thing I saw was the bit of the steering wheel and some sky. And I was like, I should have put it on the helmet. On the helmet, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you live, you learn. You live, you learn. You learn, you know. One you learn something time. new every day. <laughs> nah, there's, you know, there's, a lot, there's lots to do, especially like I, I'm happy that I got to do some things that I could have never have done in Antigua because. And the thing is, I didn't make an effort to do these things myself. My school did it. So it kind of got me involved. Mm. And I'm not the type of person to really go out of my shell on my own accord to do shit. Timon yeah. went to Wonderland by himself. Ain't nobody asked him. Timon was like, mm, I want to do that. So he's going to do it. That's Timon. For me, yeah, I'll have to say, hey, let's do this. And I'll be like, mm, not yeah, sure. But the reason I had to go by myself, because like I was trying to get people to come with me, but like everybody already went before. So they weren't in no, oh, uh, I never done that. Yeah, Which yeah, I- yeah. So I'm just like, bro, everybody lives so far. I did not on the same schedule as me. So it's either I don't go or I go by myself. So I was really at the, the you know, the end of my rope. I was just like, all right, bed. It is what yeah, it is. You know, it is what it is. I have to do it myself. Mom went, got his belly full. I went straight home. I went straight <laughs> home. Had a story to tell. 
Roman called me right after telling me everything. <laughs> I feel like I was on the phone while you're walking on the gift. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay, so I came off. I just walked through. I made a call and walked straight to the, the exit. Bro. But nah. Like all these activities that I do, I hear a lot of black people talk about like, nah, man, I'm not going to do that. That's, that's a white activity. That's a white people thing. Yeah. And in my head, I'm just like, yeah, white people really need crazy things. But sometimes they're fun. Sometimes they really be fun. A lot of the times they be really a fun. Lot of the time fun. In my head, why, I'm just like, why why does it have to be a black and white thing? Why can't it just be bro. a fun sports thing? Yeah, literally. Why can't it just be some things don't have any business really being a white versus black thing, you know? Like especially like though like winter sports. Literally, the reason why black people aren't necessarily very popular in winter sports is because well, we're not usually found in places where there's winter, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, that's not where we, we originate. So as a whole, as a people, you know, it's not something as a whole we associate, we are associated with, right? So it's like, you know, but white but, people, quote unquote, white people fun, things uh, that they do for fun are lit. And that's why I, like, I came and I'm like, bro, I'm making white friends because I know what it's like to be black. Oh yeah, for sure. I already lived it. You know? Like, come on, give me some new experience. Give me something new, bro. Like, I'm not, <laughs> like people look at these things as if like, oh, uh, yeah, that's why I, yeah, it's lame. It's like, no, it's not lame. It's just diff- it's just it's different. different. It's something Bro. that's a different experience that you haven't, and you're limiting yourself on it too, because you're just you just have this perspective that it's not gonna be fun because it's a white person thing. You know, Bro, ever since I was in Antigua and I used to see the tourists come in, I used to always be in awe. Me um, because like when I look at them, I would not know how they think, how they view in things, and that used to leave me puzzled. Because this is me like if I was in your shoe, I would be thinking these things around these people, around the sceneries. I know, I don't want to say I know how black people think, but because I'm black, I have a kind of insight as to, they could probably be thinking one or two things in this situation. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to white people, I'm just like, I'm, I draw a blank. I'm, I don't know where. They, so I was curious to hell. Because I'm like, they mm-hmm. do so many things. They say so many things. They think, but I don't know where this is all coming from. And I'm, I'm intrigued by white people. Yeah. So yeah. When I made my friends, I'm just right? like, I want to do the things that they do on the regular so I can experience it and see where they're coming from in the yeah. smallest, you know? Because, like, they're people at the end of the day. That's, that's what we need to understand, too. We're all people. Like, we just have different backgrounds, different stories as to how we got where, to where we are, right? So, like, the fact that a bunch of people on a whole are throwing all this lights and excitement on this activity. You're really going to look at that and be like, mm, I'm not going to do that because that's white people stuff. Like, yeah, you right? know, like, is it just the way we think? Like, or is it the fact that we've experienced more than, you know, maybe someone who's close-minded in that sense that we see it as a, you know, that's definitely something we should do, you know? Because, you know, life, life is there for us to enjoy. To be safe, you know, we should be cautious, you know? Mm. Not saying you should be reckless or, you know, just, you know, risking your life in everything you do. But, like, we should enjoy life to the best of our abilities, man. And if that means doing white people shit, it is what it is, you know? In okay. my head, the only thing I can, like, think about why people class it as a white people thing is it has something to do with, like, their price range. Because maybe they can't afford to go on a ski trip on that big, you know, slope or that big mountain side. They're just like, well, that means I have to go rent a cottage, get the gear, yeah, and yeah. do these things. I can't do that out of the money. That's why people think. That's the yeah. only how I can, I can think see, about yeah. like, yeah, they, that's why they classify as yeah, a yeah. white person thing because it's out there, you know, price range. 
Yeah. Because you tell me, you can say football is a soccer, football, whatever. Is a white person think? Nah, you can buy some cleats and a football and go run some game. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's crazy. But, like even back, you know, in like the world. Well, I don't know if this is a good example because a lot of if a lot of people know, but like cricket was a very white sport. Mm-hmm. I I think it pretty much still is a, a white sport. It was generally like white people. And I don't know if that's why cricket isn't as prominent. Actually, that wouldn't be an excuse because soccer, soccer full of black yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, but people are not going to look at cricket and be like, oh, that's a white people thing. Because like one of the best teams to ever, ever come through cricket is a team full of Negroes from the Caribbean, with the West Indies, you know? Hey, so it's hey. like, it, it, what, what, like, what do you think that is? You know, it's like they had to give it a try. And then they realize, you know what? Oh, these white people are onto something. And then they, it's the same thing basketball. Wasn't basketball started by white people? Bro, I always wanted to try baseball because this is me. But imagine if you put somebody who played baseball in front of a cricket wicket. You can't miss. What? You have more real estate to bat a ball. Who you mean? Who? Who? The pitcher or the batter? The batter. Because like, you put him to they, bat they, in front of wicket. Yeah, a wicket. So usually they have that small thin ball arm um, bat and the balls ain't coming at them straight. If the man had a wider bat, he hitting everything. Now put it in front of the cricket. The only thing you have to factor in is a bounce, which will slow down that ball. See, that's where you're wrong. The bounce, yeah, it will slow down the ball, but it's not about the speed of the ball. It's about the timing, because, no? No, man throwing the ball with a spin on it. So when it hit the ground, you don't know where it's going to come off what angle coming off the ground at bro i play a lot of cricket i have a broad bat i'm tipping that shit somewhere yeah well, <laughs> i'm gonna spin by you you're gonna know <laughs> when you get a good spin on you you're you you will know because you will see okay it coming off right there and the ball goes straight over your head and you don't understand how <laughs> but i think about it though like the whitest what i can think about right now is hockey Why and that was actually mm-hmm. no i'm thinking about that but hockey <laughs> was actually from like it really originated from black folks, but y'all didn't know that. So I what so. I could be capping, but I think I'm not. <laughs> but honestly, um, I think it's like some black folks that really like start the whole hockey that we know today. And some white people just like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, y'all stop doing that and we're going to do it. So what really <laughs> happened was they saw them doing it this way with the whole point system and people playing. Because mm-hmm. how the setup was is, one person, there's a goal. One person standing and he's hitting inside the goal. Black people now with their family and siblings just like, what, you had a ball? I start running down the person you know, on the <laughs> ice and try to take the ball so they can take the shot. Then they realize, that seems way more fun. So you know, they, they made up a whole league and everything. And they're like, well, we have a nice league going on with the whole principle that y'all, you know, all the terms yeah. and stuff that y'all set up. But no Negroes allowed in this, you know, this league. Mm. So I guess you guys should probably stop doing that. And we'll just do this. And then it became a white thing. You know, you just giving that explanation gave me an idea for a segment we should do. Ooh. Which is, the segment is when we just, we explain to the public or audience how we think certain things came about. Ooh. Yeah. That's just a lit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so regardless as to the facts as to what we know or you know whatever is general knowledge we don't care about that we're gonna tell y'all what we think check all the fun fake facts so that was your first fun fake fact from tomorrow hey, hey. <laughs> well we can make it sound cooler say in the future so it's all about that growth so you already know 
So something mm-hmm. else that you want to like bring to like the table is like what if scenarios. Because when I'm at work, I have a lot of time to think and a listen to shit. A lot of times. I just, you know, I use my eyes and my hands to really do my work. Everything else is faking. And while I'm working, thoughts run into my mind. I'm just like, yo, what if this situation and what if that situation? And there's a lot of friends that can't really tolerate all the voice notes and long voices that I do because my voice notes be like 20 minutes long on a bunch of nonsense. Sinful behavior is what that yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but everyone puts up with it really well. So that's why he's here doing the podcast with me. <laughs> but now my what is scenarios be crazy. So a lot of them, they be wild and everyone can't really wrap his mind around that scenario ever playing out because he's a logical guy. Very logical. <laughs> yeah. So he just he just can't get behind the realm. But recently he has been. I've been trying. So yeah. he's he been trying. So he's getting interested now. So every time I have a what if, he's just like interesting. But let's save that for the podcast. For the podcast. Because like, I, feel, I just feel like if we explained, if we talk about things beforehand, the second time we talk about it, it's like we're trying to regurgitate it rather than it being original. So definitely, I feel like that's the wave. And then also with the what ifs too, that's how we can get you guys in the community involved. Well, in our little community bubble with uh, the podcast. And then you can join us on the socials, you know, and, you know, we can post like what ifs in like, you know, uh, Instagram posts and y'all hop in on the comments and just like, boom, 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 boom. We have like some back and forth or even save the talks for like a, a clubhouse night. You feel me? Ooh, for so, sure, for sure. Either way, we're just trying to find ways we can have all y'all involved because it's a community we want to bring together, you know, have fun, be able to talk about anything. So things to come, yeah. things to come. But I think I think one of the the what if scenario that I brought to him the time was like, um, what if heaven was like segregated? You know, there was a black side and there was a white side, and probably in the middle where everybody mixed up is you know, where the Mexicans and stuff be staying. And yeah, I, I was like, cultures. yeah, all the other cultures. You know, this is this is the Toronto of heaven, basically. So <laughs> I was like, yo, it will be kind of lit now because now everybody's in heaven. We're just chilling. And, you know, we probably on the lawn over here with our, you know, houses and mansions, the goal. And, you know, we're just relaxing, roughing out, climbing trees, breaking some branches, falling down, doing some dumb shit, wilding, like, you know, black people usually do, mm. having fun. And then the white folks on the other side are more composed, and they're just like, hmm, how about we read some, you know, news from the, the Angel Light news company? I don't know, I'm just saying shit, right? And they're just over there, you know, just meditating, doing some hot yoga and working out the sweat and, you know, flexing their wings and stuff. I feel like at one point they're gonna be like, yo, the, the man's over there chatting joke and laughing. Because think about it like this, right? Everything I'm gonna tell you is coming from a religious background, because I'm Adventist, right? Born and raised. So my mind thinks about these religious topics a lot. And from what I know is when you go to heaven, God's gonna be like, yeah. All right, guys. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna mess around with your memory and uh, I'm going to wipe away all that sinful thinking, that, that thought process that helps to bring about sin. But everything else is going to stay the same. Because, like, what's the point in just wiping your memory and changing you? You know, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. It's removing a sinful nature. Yeah. yeah. And that's what made you, you, your choices and stuff. Right? So it doesn't get rid of your, your sinful nature, basically. And I'm thinking, before God does that, because I feel like God has a sense of humor, he let us come up in heaven for, like, the first couple of months with a whole mind, you know, state of mm. mind and everything just to see how things spell even though he knows 
I go up there and I feel like we can still be judgmental for the first couple of weeks. But yeah, segregated, like, just imagine. You think the segregation is going to be by law or by choice? Like, you just think we're going to be, because I know as people on a whole, on earth, like, we we stick together with our own, in a sense. See? It's choice, right? but we still don't have the freedom of choice. Yeah. So I feel like he's not going to mess with our brains for the first month or two. Mm. And heaven's going to be segregated by choice. Because I beg like, oh, yo, look, Jimmy and Joe over here. Let's go line with Jimmy and Joe. And then you go over line with Jimmy and Joe. And then I realized my friend Steve now with me. Steve gonna play right. with his other homies and them. Yes, sir. Tyrone and Terrell over in the corner doing their thing. Right? And like, they, they, they ain't really messing with Jimmy and Joe. So, yeah. segregation. <laughs> segregation. So, I'm just like, ah, come here. So, put them in the melting pot with the Mexicans in the mat. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but everybody on their own side. And it's not like no malice or anything to each other. Just like they stay with their own. Yeah. But no, I feel like I feel like because like, but well, that's the thing with the whole idea of heaven. It's the things I think. Well, the things that are going to be there aren't things we're going to be able to comprehend now. Because we can see things that our minds couldn't even process if if it was to appear in front of us today. So it's like, with with just that thought, it's just I I'm stuck. Right there, both feet stuck in the ground as to where this goes forward. Like, what direction do we go in? Because if we don't know the things that are going to be there, we're not going to be able to fathom them now either, right? The idea Bro, of them. So like, that is so oh. true. Because, like, if you think about it, right? When they talk about stuff in the Bible, there's some ugly ass creatures there. There's like a bear that walks lopsided with ribs out his mouth. Could be fangs. We don't know. It's a dragon with talking horns. And metal teeth, which is mad weird. There's like an an angel that's Loki a chariot with four faces, and one of the faces is an eagle, and the other one is a fish, and the other one I'm just like, bro, it's hard to take the Bible seriously when they're out here, you know, painting this kind of image. But then in my head, I'm just like, if there's a veil over our minds and over our eyes, we can't perceive what true art or true beauty is mm-hmm. if we just look in it by our eyes you know what i mean because the things we're looking at like you just said we're looking at those as mm, that's absurd you know like that yeah. can never exist you know but that's like, just because we don't have the scope we're not we're not operating on the same scale <laughs> exactly it's like all i know is human beings if i saw an alien that looked just like a humanoid alien that had no eyebrows i'm be like maram daddy ugly <laughs> right because that's not what i'm used to Mm-hmm. literally like when you see people who like make art and stuff sometimes you wonder like what's going through their mind because this abstract art is just weird mm-hmm. but the art community will go off oh my goodness this person was sent by god look yeah. at how this is you know what i mean yeah and it's just like it they 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 see things differently and they appreciate the difference yeah certain things and that's just because of the scope like they're just used to you know that type of thing right they're thinking along the same lines and stuff. So, like, for us, that we're not used to it, are we... No, you understand it. I mean, y'all talking about this million-dollar picture and all we see some paint splattered on the canvas, you know? Right. It's like, bro, I, like, I get it, but, like, even if you were to gift this to me, I'd probably just sell it because, like, I see no value, value in the way in it, looks, yeah. you know? But, like, I'm, I can equate it to, like, the value that it's worth in terms of monetary value, right? So I'm going to sell that because I can understand money. Right? Mm, so that's mm. why it's going to be a better deal. So I think that's why we kind of like downgrade or we try and perceive things in a way that we understand it. So when we think about the things that might be in heaven or even the things that we see in the Bible, it's like we still try and compare it to 
what things we that we know, know to be true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is that's counterproductive because the man fully telling us, boss, it don't make sense you do that because these things, bro, y'all not ready. <laughs> bro, which it had me thinking the other day too. It's just that God did tell people, like, no matter what it is that you think, I think that's in a what if scenario I had now. Um, I think like in the Bible, God was saying that, yo, when you get to heaven, it's going to be so fun. No matter what you think of, at the top it. No matter what your imagination springs of what heaven will like, I can guarantee you for sure it's going to be better than that. So in my head, this is me. Clearly, heaven is working on um, iOS 13. And the reason I'm saying that is because if, just imagine it, infinite space, right? That means God can create infinite worlds, infinite realities, infinite galaxies, right? And I have all eternity, basically, to go search them all. How can I be bored, right? Because if I'm working on God's time, a day in human years could be a million years. I don't even think I'm saying that right. Like a million years. You're still years trying to, to me, quantify it in human in the things know, you understand. Yeah. <laughs> a million years to God could just be a day for us. So I'm gonna come off of that fucking topic. Sorry. <laughs> but my thing is, right? Yeah. My thing is, just imagine you go and say, Ooh, I'll go to heaven and I bet heaven don't have a car with 10 rings. I don't know why. But you go to heaven, I meet a car. 13 rims. Tell me if your mind not got blown. <laughs> 12 on your mind, you go up and you see one with 13. What's even possible? What's even possible? One up you. Literally. One up me. So just imagine if I said, bro, you know, we sick. If I go to heaven, I saw a world made by only me. Like everybody who populated that that planet was me. Sounds like then a Rick and Morty episode. Right? <laughs> and then I go to heaven and God's like, oh yeah, we have one of those. But you know what else we have? We have a planet filled with people that you like, like all the females that you find fascinating. And I'll be like, Jesus, I did not see that coming. He just, just one up me. You know what I mean? So I feel like heaven, we, we, we dictate or determine what heaven is going to be like. So whatever we think of, it's going to be like, it's, one it's up. going to exist <laughs> one up. You check? Like everything we think, better. It's like, better. Oh, by, your, not, not by much, not by much, just a little. <laughs> but then and then as our expectations increase you just keep just keep wanting up just does that so I'm just because like, if we can if we can fathom it then that means he would be wrong because he said yeah. he won't be able to fathom it we won't be able to fathom it so, so literally up, you know? our imagination is what heaven is gonna exceed we create our heavens in a in a, in a matter of speaking yeah whatever once, we think heaven is gonna it's be in like. accordance with you know you know his teaching you know <laughs> like no no kind of um man life is interesting though like and the thing is we just have to wait and see <laughs> oh for sure that's the thing patience man man i can't believe oh, you all just sit down and uh, listen to me rant just now i bet <laughs> none of that made sense but y'all still listen i love y'all Yo, Yo, listeners that's some real ones right there <laughs> let me see if i pull this one out nah. Nah, but like my brain really be going out sometimes. Like I be hitting all kind of walls. Like out of nowhere, like I could be listening to a song, and the person said one word, and it will just trigger like a creative spur in my brain. Or I could be listening to a podcast, and somebody says something, and I'm just like, 
Huh. Nobody ever say this. And then you just go off. It's crazy. It's fun sometimes. But yeah. which all this could happen when I sleep. Because then that would save me lots of time to dream? focus on shit. Because like, you don't dream, eh? I don't dream. I think two years ago, after, okay, I can't even say this properly. I used to dream annually, like one dream a year. And then I think from since 2020 or 2019, they started to become more frequently, as in I got like four or five in a year. The other day I had like some crazy ass dreams. As soon as I had them, I go to every one of my other friends. I'm just like, bro, dreams. And I used to think about them as being poetic and um, prophetic and stuff like that. Cause I'm just mm-hmm. like, they have some kind of meaning cause I don't have them. So when I do have them, they mean something. I'm always trying to interpret my dreams. But sometimes when I do have these dreams, I don't think they were interpreting because they they be wild. <laughs> yeah, be wild. yeah, my dreams be pointless too. But I don't remember them often, and I feel that's because I I wake up. Okay, so I sleep through the night, but when it gets to like six a.m., I start sleeping in intervals where I'm like six o'clock. I wake up just randomly, and then I go back to sleep, and I wake up again at like eight. And then like, but every time I go back to sleep, it's like the sleep gets sweeter, you know? So it's like, I just keep going. And sometimes like, if, if I ain't got nothing to do, boss, one o'clock will catch me and I still didn't even wake up yet, you know? And like, I feel like my dream actually ended when I woke up at six, but because I kept going back to sleep, I had too much time to forget it. Ah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm like, did I dream? Or like, I don't know anymore, you know? But my dreams just be like pointless. Like just, just stupid things happen, but they always have to do with something that I've saw or I was thinking about it's it's never something totally random. But I know it, it has something, it's just like I re it just replays something that I maybe saw on TV or just a scenario that maybe we talked about, just something that I've experienced or I came across, it just comes back through my dream. And maybe that's why I don't even remember it like that. Yeah, I don't be getting dreams like that. My dreams are never anything that happened in life, life. But let me tell you what else happened that's like interesting is deja vu's. Because I read somewhere that deja vus are just things that happen in dream. Like I said, the sequence that just happened in your dream. Mm-hmm. And then when they actually happen in real world, it's just like, wait, I lived this before. When it's just that you you created that same scenario in a dream at some and point. It just, and, yeah, you know and what? it just lined up perfectly. You know what? I've never, as you know, like you read that, I've never took the chance to like, look into it but i've had my fair share of deja vu's and here's just one for example and it tripped me out the time it happened i was in antigua right i remember when i had the dream and i remember when i i had the deja vu experience so i had the dream i was still in antigua i didn't know these people but i just in the dream i was sitting down in a cafeteria somewhere with some some asian kids right and like we were just chilling and laughing and whatever 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 right and I remember I was just like sitting back on the chair. Just it was like a good time. And I like everything about that dream, it stuck with me for some reason. And then when I came to Canada, I went to high school. Literally, there was one day I used to work in the cafeteria after um for supper. So I used to like help serve and then we'll help clean the cafeteria and stuff. And basically the money that we had earned would go to our tuition. So it's like we're helping pay our tuition by working like on on um site, on campus jobs, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll be doing that and then um I remember like one day after I was done cleaning early and everything, I went back out in the cafe and I was sitting down around the table with um some um my my praise team friends, right? 
they're all Filipino, this this particular group, right? And I remember I was just sitting back, leaning back on the chair, leaning against the wall. And then I froze because I was like, yo, I seen this entire thing play out already. And I'm like, this is weird to me because I knew this It's not like this happened last week and we're all chilling here. This particular setting, I saw this before and I'm like, bro. And I just sat there and I held my head and everyone's like, yo, are you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Because if I was to start explaining, y'all wouldn't believe me. <laughs> but I seen this situation before. Nothing even happened. It wasn't like something was supposed to take place. It was just the setting and the layout. And it just, the fact that my brain instantly remembered the fact that I, yo, I, you know, I'm like, bro, is this, right? is this real? Like, what, what is this, you know? And then I was thinking, is this like a past life thing? Because I mean, at the time, I believe in that. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't think I'm, I'm a believer in it now, but I was like, I was just like questioning everything, but I never really looked up, you know? So now you say that, I makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. But then it sometimes it don't, because I remember this one girl in high school, she had a deja vu moment and she was like, deja vu is happening. I was like, what happened? And she's like, and the teacher's going to come in and say this. And the teacher came in and said this. So I was like, that's some that's a raven shit. No, it's not oh yeah, because I don't know what that is. You can't no no no. I don't think it was deja vu at that point. Wait. Because I feel like deja vu, you know it because you see some you experience it and you're like, wait, that happened already. Not like well, you see, in the future. So sure. when when she said deja vu and she said that she and I saw it happen, in my head, this is me. Okay, if I can remember my deja vu's, I can fucking see into the future. That's like some extra percentage. Um, so all the time, I used to always remember. So whenever they happen, I was like, it's happening. And I'm just waiting for to see if I can... Like, it's coming back to me, but it's not coming back as fast as it's replaying in real life. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, isn't it crazy, though? Because, like, your brain is taking everything that you know, consciously and subconsciously, about people's behavior, people's um, action and reaction to things. Simulate all that in your brain. And then... At one point, it spits it back out to you when you actually, you know, experience it in real life. Something similar it, along the lines. Yeah. yeah. So once and I, you didn't, it wasn't on, on like you, you asked for it. It just yeah. happens. It's like the tape caught up with the, the audio and now it's syncing up for that small portion of what the brain created in and of mm-hmm. itself. So I'm just like, that is unique because I remember I had this one dream and I think it was the beginning of me not having any more dreams. Where I had a yo, it was a fucking pointless dream. Let's mm-hmm. let's start there. So I had a dream. So on some inception shit. I had a dream, right? That I was doing some shit. Then I went to sleep. So now I'm two dreams. I'm I'm two levels of dreaming deep. Okay. So in this, okay, let me tell you like how it hit me <laughs> when I woke up. So I'm in this dream. I don't remember it clearly, but this is the 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 take from it. I'm in this dream. Life happening shit happening i'm about to die i die and i wake up the next morning all right that was a crazy ass dream so i went about my day brushed my teeth got my shit together went to school had a nice day came back home and laying in bed and then i woke up and when i woke up this is me what just happened you know, I get up, I brush my teeth, and I went through the day. And I didn't know if I was dreaming or not. Mm. So it was so close to like a regular whole routine day. Yep. And I'm oh, just like, 
bro, am I still in a dream? Well, yeah, and you just really can't differentiate. It's like a moment where you just have to like actually reevaluate everything. Yeah, so no, you have to be like, because you can't do dumb shit because you don't know. Yeah, you know. It's like, it's like, what if, like, I might, oh, yo, it's like so many things you can't even process it. Because that, that happened to me too. Um, Literally, simplest thing. I had a dream that I woke up, got ready for school, and I was in class sitting when I woke up from my dream. So the whole dream worked in a way where literally the events of a regular day played out the exact same way. Nothing extreme, nothing weird that would indicate that Hmm, something is off. This may not be real. You know, everything was perfect to touch, to the touch, bro. To the T. Every, yo, when I tell you, it was just step by step, perfect. And I woke up from a perfect situation like that, where I thought was real. I couldn't understand why I'm looking at my room, at my roof in my room. Because last thing I knew, I, before I opened my eyes, I was in class. I already pulled up at Adventist school, got in. We already had worship. We were in class sitting. So I'm trying to figure out what is this? It took me a good solid, you know, five minutes maybe of sitting and just contemplating like, okay, that's what happened. Like you just have to take it apart and just put it back together. Like, okay, that's, that's what's happening here. But it's disappointing. It's scary because you really don't know. It's like, huh? And I think that's when things started going so with my dreaming. It was like, it didn't come as frequently because in my head, I'm just like, I don't want that because I have some really vivid dreams, right? So mm. I don't want it to a point where it happens again and now I can't differentiate between life or illusion. Right. You have like a what if, like, hmm, what if I was to punch this man in the face because you think you're dreaming? And you right? punch him, like, I punch oh. him and then it's real life. Real life. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to say? Oh my goodness, that hurt my face. Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah. Yeah, that's, what if, the mind is crazy, bro. It's so, crazy. Like, that's, and, Take it in. That happens when we are sleeping. We're, that's when we're not, we're out of commission. We ain't doing nothing. This is just our mind just occupies. It's, it's finding something to do in the time that we're not doing anything. And the thing is, guys, I don't know if you know this, but as a curious person, life isn't fun to have vivid dreams. Because you know how many times on the daily I'm walking and I see things that you clearly should not do. And I'm saying, eh, what happened? Logically, I know what's going to happen. But curiosity-wise, I'm just like, well, then again, you can't be 100% sure on anything in life. You know? But the logic's telling me, bro, don't. But the curious side of me is just like, hmm, maybe. You know? So I have to deal with this curiosity and this, I don't know if I'm in it. Bro, it's, it's, it's crazy being me. Crazy being me. Yeah. <laughs> Like what's the what would you say is like the craziest thing your curiosity has pushed you to do in real life? Like in the sense that you're like, maybe this wasn't the best idea. It's crazy that you have to think this hard because I know there's a lot. So you're actually trying to figure out like, like you're you're actually browsing through different times where you did shit. <laughs> yeah, because there was a point in time I was driving blind with my lights off to prove something to myself. I was good. So what happened, I was coming from St. Phillips and they have this corner that is a stupid ass corner to be honest. You shouldn't even be driving guys close. Um, at the bottom of that hill, there's um rehab, right? Mm. Um, the road that they call across there is um crossroads. That's where a lot of people uh, come that's and when sell you're going like souls. half moon bay. Yeah, I'm that's where a lot of people, a lot of famous people come and sell their souls, guys. But y'all didn't know that. Um, but yeah, 
So a crossroad is like a dark corner, no lights, no nothing, just a tambourine tree and a corner that leads off a cliffside. So usually when you're passing, you can see if a car is coming because of the lights. Mm. Once in a while, there's a guy who drives around there because his car don't have no lights, but he only drives a car at night, right? That wasn't going through my mind at the time. So I'm leaving by my friend's college house. And I'm dri- I drive this route all the time. I turn that corner all the time. At this point, it's a reflex. I'm driving the same speed. I know that corner. So in my head, I'm driving. I'm just like, I bet I could do it with my eyes closed. I know all the potholes in that road. I know where the gravel pull up the steering wheel. I know that road. So while I'm coming on passing the cemetery and I'm turning, like it's a nice, nice little road with a couple corners and stuff. I'm driving and I have my eyes shut and I peep out with one eye. I'm like, everything going right. I'm driving. I'm like, mm, everything's still going right. So every once in a while, I'm driving my eyes closed and peeping just to make sure it's still going according to what you think. Yeah. Yeah. So things going well for me now. So while I'm driving, right, I hear something. What is me? No, it's nothing. Right. And that was the night with a guy without any lights decide he's coming. Around the same corner you coming. Same corner. Right? So when I did one of them quick peeks, I didn't see nothing. So I shut my eyes back. And then I hear, so I open my eyes and I see this man. We literally, right? He looking at me. What is your fucking body? I grabbed the wheel and came like, oh, right? And then I turned around, just like, yeah, curiosity almost killed me right there because I just wanted to see if I could do it. You know, I was curious if it was possible or not. I'm just like, I could have died across the road and nobody would have known except that guy. Literally. And, and in he, fact, knowing him, the wrong. Knowing him, <laughs> everyone knowing him out of fall off that side, and I'm able to just go straight to Freetown. <laughs> yep, nothing to see here. <laughs> nothing to see. None of his business. He had to go there and say, boss, you know, me see a man right off the other side of the road last night. I'm making a help you. You see that car in the dark? Nobody can rap me no. Some. Yeah, that's yeah. the stupidest thing I ever did. So far, I, I can remember it. I'm curious, what would have killed me there? In terms of curiosity, otherwise, um, I don't know, jump somebody's friends and then there was a dog. No. I don't even think, I'm like, whole time you're talking, I haven't been thinking and I don't think I've answered that. I don't recall. I'd be doing, I'd be not doing a lot of things because I've already thought of all the possible consequences of this situation, which I don't want any part of. So like, I don't think I've done things out of curiosity. I think I've done things out of a calculated guess or like a calculated assumption that this is going to play out. And I was just wrong. But it wasn't out of curiosity per se. Nah, the only the only thing that stops me from doing some dumb shit is how it's going to affect my parents. Boss, my whole life revolves around like my <laughs> family or involving my parents. Like, every, like So it's like, if you could involve me, you can involve them. <laughs> So I thought I see it same way, same thing. <laughs> yeah, so if I was to ever do some dumb shit or say some dumb shit, I'm just like, so how is it gonna come back and buy my parents in the ass? Like, yeah, how is it gonna make them look in the in the end when this is out yeah. in the light? Because they had nothing to do with this. This was my own with it. <laughs> they didn't raise me to do this either. I just kind of like I'm just curious, you know. <laughs> so yeah, those those are the things that keep me sane in life, you know. Because yeah. I'm just like, man, I don't want them somebody to say, oh, so you know, they raised it and pick me. Love, love, love. Because mm. I'm like, yeah, I'm a parent did a fairly decent job raising me. So I don't want to make all the, you know, years of 
slaving and doing literally all these go things, to waste. Go yeah. to waste, you know? Because you know how they're gonna see it too. Yeah. They, <laughs> why do parents do that though? It's like is it like a generational thing where it's just because it's like an old time thing where you know people just claim responsibility of their children's actions, or is it just more so on the parents themselves? Because I don't know. I, I've never really put my parents in a situation for them to be like, where did I go wrong, per se? But at the same time, I'm wondering if they're going to be the type that if I did something on my own, if they're going to look at it and be like, where did we fail? Because I think people need to understand that people don't do things for other people. I didn't decide to smoke this joint because... um my parents taught me not to do it and or I wanted to disappoint them. I just literally said, hey, I want to do that. So I did it. That has nothing to do with them or anybody else. I kind of know how, you know, what they would think and everything. But like, how is that responsibility of actions, you know? Because as like a husband and wife, right? They fully know that, like your dad knows that his wife's actions, she going to do what she want to do based off of her decision-making process, right? So you would think that they understand each other as, you know, humans on that level. But when it comes to their kids, why is it automatically, yo, where do we go wrong? Everything. Why can't it be the same thing as I just made a decision? You know? Because maybe they're thinking of it. I taught you everything that you know. I raised you how I wanted you to become. So you should stay in those bounds. So if you do something out of the way, I'm like, I didn't teach you this. Where you picked this up from? You know, and then they're like, shit, I did something wrong. Why this didn't stick or he didn't learn a lesson? Because if he learned that lesson, he wouldn't do this thing. Right. Like, in a sense, but even with that, I almost feel like it's a better situation for you to be a bad kid growing up and then you grow up into a good kid, a good person. So that if you if you make mistakes as a good, um, when you're older, then I'll go look at you like, where do we go wrong? Because you used to give them trouble all, you know, they kind of expect trouble from you. So like now that when you're not causing trouble, it's that's when they're proud of you versus when you're a kid, you give, you don't give no trouble. And now you're older, you're doing what you want. Because I think it's that stage when you're older that counts, you know? Oh, I used to give trouble because when, when I was growing up as a kid, the only person who licks would really affect me is my old man. Because for some reason... Uh, his hands hit harder than any material that I know of. <laughs> I got the vibranium palms. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that dog. So, yeah, I used to do some wild things and I used to be like quick with the mouth because, like, logically, if you tell me not to do something, you have a reason. So, if you can relay that reason to me and it makes sense, I'm not going to do it. But if you just saying it for saying it's sake, I'm not listening to you. Mm. Those are the principles I roll by. So, when, when my parents were just like, oh, don't do that. Obey your, uh, your mother and father because this is the blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but God said I had the freedom of choice. Are you better than God? You take away my freedom? Well, yeah, okay, okay. But once you're under my roof, you do what I say. I'm like, all right, fair enough. Is your yeah, yeah. You see? Yeah. Because you, you, you know, that's a, a situation where there was a, a concern, you know. They stated, you know, their, their thing. And then you're like, okay, but there's an issue with that, what you said. And then they clarified, it's a sealed case. Yeah. So <laughs> at know? that point, it makes a lot of sense. Your house, like, I'm living under your rules. Fair I enough. Do. You can't so if I don't, if I, if I don't want to abide by rules, simple solution is yeah, to go on. elsewhere. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> if I love the free life of living in this house rent-free, then I listen to your rules. Yeah, that's true. Prioritize. <laughs> 
But like yeah. you realize, like with even with that, that's that should be like normal thinking. That should be common thinking. But I don't think it is these days. Like, why is it that that people growing up, even people that are our age that just are from a different background, they enter in this the world, you know, real life thinking as if you know everything is is supposed to be given to them the way they want it. Things are supposed to be a certain way. Like the fact that your parents says, my rules, my house, my house, my rules is wrong to them because, oh, they deserve their privacy. They deserve this. They deserve that. The thing is, no, when parents, and I, I like strict parents for this, right? When strict parents don't give you what you want as a kid, just because you want it, that actually prepares you for the real world because the real world is not as generous as your parents in no way is the real world as generous as your parents because the real world don't care if you have to sleep hungry tonight. Your parents would, in a hard situation, be like, you know what, here's dinner. And they would not eat, you know, if they're good parents, you know, they would not eat and, and let you, you know. Like, you know make sure you get some food in your gut before you, you know, really go eat. Make sure you're taken care of, right? But then you, as that child, you're not seeing that, that what they're doing. You're just seeing everything that is... Is they're not doing. They're not letting you do this. They're not letting you have a party or go to a party or hang out with friends all the time and all that. And you're you're, you're building hate in, in your heart for them, but you're missing the bigger picture, you know. And then you get into the real world thinking, oh, I can't wait to get away from my parents because my house, my rules. Let me just get out. And you go out in the world for the wrong reasons, and then you realize that the situation you are with in your parents. Yes, you're free. You're more free. So in a mental sense, yeah, you're kind of in a better place. But situational. Everything is like it's a dog eat dog world, you check, and people just don't get that. Always oh, quick to you know just be behind one another. Oh, my parents, nah, 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 nah. and even what what were they saying? Um, uh, Marlon was saying in that podcast, um, about the was the the video that you were talking about this week. Oh yeah, so on um, I saw a video on Twitter the other day, and then I listened to a podcast, and they were talking about the the, the same, same the same video is extra gravy podcast. They're kind of fun. And in the video, this young lady was going off and saying, um, parents, don't be surprised when your kids don't come and tell you things because you make it impossible for them to have any faith or trust in you or feel comfortable enough to come to you and talk to you about certain things. Because when they make a simple mistake, you make noise in them and they don't have any consequences in the real world. And then in my head, I'm, I heard her and I was like, what she's saying makes sense to a degree because the example she used was, when a child breaks a glass and you make noise on them, you're just treating them. Um, you're, just, you're just teaching them that, oh, when I do something bad, you're going to get yelled at or whatever, whatever, whatever. You're going to get upset and mad with them and it's just not going to transition well over. But in my head, I'm just like, that's cause to scream. Mm-hmm. That's cause to make some noise. Because if you don't have any, if, if, if a little kid breaks a glass and you telling that child, you know, don't don't trouble that. You it gonna break. If it breaks, I'm gonna beat you. And that kid still go over there and say, "What is glass? You mean this one? Are you telling me not to trouble like ten <laughs> times?" And hit it off the table and it break. And you gonna say, "Oh my goodness, why you no ah come don't touch the broken glass? No 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 hey listen." And then try to sweep up and then manage now. If you say hey leave the thing and the child go and hit it off the table and you make more noise now they realize oh no. It's a serious thing right now. Yeah. I need to right. stop what I'm doing and the baby's going to cry, but he's going to stop. Because now he's like, I did something totally wrong. 
Mm -hmm. I'm assuming when the child grows up, you change your methods. You don't yeah. have to make all that noise because now the knowledge. They know, is, yeah. Yeah, they know right from wrong. This it's is level, danger. Yeah. Based on your... Because babies can pick up on feelings, emotions, body language. Just because they're new to the world, that don't mean they're not smart now. Babies, smart. they're coming out the womb with tablets. They're smart. <laughs> They're sponging they're taking up all that. Yeah, they're they, taking they get... up everything. And they're master manipulators. That's what people don't get. I've, mm -hmm. My mom take care of children from since I can remember. And I seen how babies manipulate their mothers. Manipulate my mother. They, they've been learning you from the moment. From the moment they're in the room, they're hearing your voice. They come out, they say, all right, this is mom's. That's doctor. That's dad. That's siblings. Right? And they're just picking up the faces, taking everything in like a sponge. And like, Every time I cry, mommy, I'd run and pick me up, boy. That's not nice attention. So right. whenever they're bored, they cry. And then you run over and hold them. Mm -hmm. And all they want is the little hold and like attention and affection. Nothing wrong. But then they're picking up bad habits because now they're manipulating you. Yeah, because they know what works so they can do what they get they want to get what yeah. they want, right? And then it's a thing where parents know that, especially in, in like Caribbean parents. I feel like in North America, it's cute right home it's cute too but it's cute to a certain point mm -hmm. where it's just like all right now you're pushing it and i see where this is gonna keep going if you don't so i have to do what i have to do to cut it out and i know it, it doesn't go the same across the board where you know the parents are always working that manner because in realistically we're all human so there's going to be a time where your mom yells at you for something you really didn't deserve to get yelled at for all right i get that they, they they have their own thing going on in their life and dealing with your thing is not helping fair you know they do something it doesn't give them the right but you can understand it from a logical point of view right but what i know is with today it's like everything that that our parents do that maybe we disagreed with them as a child i don't think that growing up now we're trying to look to see what you know what they were really trying to get at you know yeah, we're, not we're still to holding see. on to the childish yes. hurts that we had when i got beat for whatever for failing a test because I didn't understand the class that nobody could help me in, right? But you didn't see, you're not seeing it out. Your parents beat you maybe because you fail and maybe in all the time they were telling you to do your work, they didn't see you doing your work or you were doing stupidness. So, you know, they have the whole thing, but the point is that you were punished because of a certain thing, right? And all that's teaching you is this is not acceptable. You know, the my house, my rules. Because when you get into the real world, the laws of the land are now the rules that are applied to you, right? Yeah, that's so, a new house. Right, that's literally the house you're in now. Like, literally, it's somebody else's. It's No matter where you go, it's always going to be somebody else's house, somebody else's rules. Even in your own, there's still rules you have to abide by. So it's more important. I feel like we need to look at the bigger picture in that sense because we don't do that a lot. We still like to hurt, hold on to the things that hurt us. Not because us. I hear a lot of people saying, um, oh, I'm not going to raise my kids the way my parents raised me. All right, cool. That's cool. Who really, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. But you need to understand that certain things your parents did because they had to, you know, like mm -hmm. you, what you were saying earlier. Because let's say um, when you were small, you lived in a one-room house and you had to mm -hmm. share it with two siblings. You're going to grow up and say, all right, I don't. I lived in a small house for lots of years. I don't think I want to live in a small house. So when I, when I grow up, I'm going to have, I'm going to have a big house and my child going to have his own room and a bathroom like I didn't have. Nothing's wrong, right? Nothing's wrong with that. But when your mom was trying to tell you, hey, I'm trying to do it. You're not, you're not putting a weave in your hair in primary school. Come yeah. let me comb out your hair. And you don't like when your hair comb out because it hurts and it's stressful 
a nigga like, oh, if I'm picking one braids or weaving for year or for she year, when they're mm. in primary school, I gotta let them do it. But why? Yeah. It's like, like it's, it's your child. You're teaching them whatever they want, they can get. They can get. Like, yes, it's your child. They can do whatever you want with your child. Time and place, whatever, whatever. But I'm just saying, but why? Right? You know? I, I, don't, I don't want to say that my way of thinking, y'all should all abide by it. But I'm just saying, sit back and think about it in terms of money-wise. It's a lot of expense that you have to go through now just to give this child this thing that they don't necessarily need. What about you wait until it's in? I said, wait until it's in. Anyways, until your child is in like secondary school where that person having more of a social life and is going to be affected mm-hmm. by the smaller things in life. And, you know, mm-hmm. you want your child to fit in and not, you know, be out there. So, yeah, before you hit like grade six or, you know, you know, first grade, how the grade system work? First yeah. farm, you, you know, you say, all right, boom, we can get some braids. But you should set these boundaries way before. Because I'm pretty sure your daughter is like, can I put on some makeup and I get some hair? And you're like, nah, when you're older. Yeah. You're That's not going like, to tell them they can't try to plait their own hair and put some makeup at home. But you're yeah. kind of saying, outside, you're not going to wear these things outside. You can have your fun inside. Yeah. But when you go outside, these are the rules you're following by. Because this is what is acceptable. This is the law of the land I'm setting. And a per- bro, people need to understand, especially young people now that are going to become parents, they need to understand that a part of raising a child is teaching them how to follow rules. Oh, for sure. Having rules, and even whether they're necessary or not, has nothing to do with, you know, it's literally you need to teach your kids to follow rules. No. Not necessarily in the sense where you're teaching them to be controlled and manipulated by other people because they are rules, quote unquote, but you need to understand, like, it's just teaching them to follow instructions, you know, and it's what you're funny. saying, they're teaching them how to think too, right? But it's still a part, it's still an important factor. Because I see people talking about, yeah, I don't want my children to be following the rules of society or society built because back in the day, people were just like, oh, oh, you gay, blah, 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 shun, bullying, whatever, whatever. I get that. That was society back then, and you shouldn't be teaching them. You shouldn't be going backwards, right? You should love everybody equally. Everybody have their own whatever, 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 right? I get that aspect to society, but to tell them that to ignore society in a whole, you, you ch- look, hmm. m- back in the day, my parents, like my grandparents would probably say, oh, gayness, burn it out, because that's ungodly. Church rules, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But the kids are growing up nowadays, they see gay people, and they're just like, that's just another person. That's just my friend. That's how life is, right? Society is changing and people saying, all right, we're going to push the change in this direction and force every generation after. They're already growing. When my grandmother was born, Savior was worse than it is today. Mm-hmm. Like the racism is, and, yeah. yeah, racism and slavery. Racism, I meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, racism and stuff um, varies throughout the generation and it's way better now than when it was back in the day. I'm just like you shouldn't you shouldn't be telling to fight against society, but in terms of you should build it in 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 to, to a future that is worth living in. Yeah, you know I mean, it's just we just do things out for the wrong reasons as 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 younger people, and we're trying to portray that new message to like our own kids. I mean, I don't have no kids. You ain't got no kids, but like, I see it. It's 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 common on social media. Everybody's like, oh yeah, it's like everything that our parents did for us. Not everything, but, you know, a lot of whatever we didn't like, we just automatically look at it just because we didn't like it. But we're not looking at 
why? Why did they make an effort to stop me from doing such and such? Why did they, you know, do this? Or why did they do that? What was the purpose? What was not what was done, but what was the intentions behind these actions? You feel me? And until we understand that and we start taking that into consideration, we cannot properly build, a, 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 um, you know, we can't lay out a plan for how we're going to now take the information that we've been given and apply it to our, the children we're going to raise now. Because we're just picking the parts that we liked and trying to give them that. And then all the parts we didn't, we're trying to throw that out completely instead of trying to, you know, break it down and like understand it. But I, I feel, in a sense, that's almost just like human nature, right? Like, right. It's just, if, it, something, if we don't like something, we just, the go-to is to get rid of it. Right, get it. Because trying to, you know, adjust. Because when I think back on stuff, when I hear people talking about this cancer culture and stuff, I'm just like, they don't allow people to make mistakes or to relive or see their mistakes. Because I'm just like, if you're quick to cancel and delete, right? What's the lesson learned? All you learn is if you make a mistake, hide it. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, I feel, where am I going with this? <laughs> I feel like in, we, we, need to, we need to know where our mistakes are, ad- address them, and then grow from it. But we're able to look back and say, that's where I went wrong. So it's like the, one of the reasons why I wanted to do like YouTube and do a podcast and stuff mm-hmm. is for like my next generation. Because mm-hmm. me personally, my parents love me. I love my parents. I've heard stories about my parents from my aunties and uncles. But in terms of, they tell me about how their childhood were, how their high school life were, how their mm-hmm. colleges were, how they work life, young adult. I don't know anything about my parents. They're my parents, but they're technically strangers. Yeah, in that sense, yeah. Because they're, they're, right? they're, they're your parents, they're not your little friend. Yeah, they're my little friend. You know, so in my head, I'm just like, all right, boom. I'm probably not going to reach a, a large audience or anything like that but at the end of the day i don't care because i'm just trying to have fun but if i can document that fun then later on when people ask me like my kids or grandkids ask me yo what was you know dad like or my grandfather like or something they're like oh you want to know because he was going to watch his youtube or listen to his podcast from back in the day and he was talking about when he was younger and they could listen or watch and say oh my goodness He's just like me. You know, he went to the same thing. He thought this way. If I'm weird, they go like, oh, my grandfather's mad weird boss. Oh, my dad was mad weird boss. I'm not that weird. You know, and they can see things from a different point of view than I would or how I could relate to them. Because I could tell them, hey, when you go to high school, don't have sex, right? Just wait until you're married. And then the man see me telling stories about yo that time I thought that thing, yeah. <laughs> you know. And they listen, they're like, "Oh my goodness, that's my grandfather, that's my dad." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then they can realize that later on in like certain episodes or as I go along in the story, that lessons that I've learned, problems I've I've, I've encountered along that journey. Of, yeah, yeah. And when I told them not to do that thing, it was for their well-being because then I'm saving them from the pain. But I'm not going to tell them to not do it. I'm just going to give my advice. And then it's either you do it or you don't. You listen or you don't, right? Because you still need to gain your experience. Because wise people hear the words of others, right? So they don't make that mistake because you 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 made that mistake and you told me about it. So no, I don't have to make it, right? Mm. With other people, the way how they truly learn is they have to experience that pain. Yep, yep. that's 100%.
Some people don't just, you know, it should be as easy as just learning from other people's mistakes. But if everyone learned from everybody's other people's mistakes, just from, you know, observing and they actually learned and actually never, you know, went through it themselves, I feel like life would still be pretty boring. So in a sense, I feel like it's necessary for us to have people like that. But at the same time, I don't think it's necessary for you to be that person. <laughs> you know, I was still suggest, you know, like, yo, you know, just try and, and learn what you can from others, you know, and then apply it to you. But if you have to learn it the hard way, it is what it is. You know, do it, do you. Oh, for sure, man. That's just an approach we have to learn to take. Because, like, that's why I want to actually, like, go back and talk about our timeline for when we first met each other in high school. And then, you know, some of this, because, like, bro, for Adventist school, a lot happens. Like, I don't know. I I can lie. I was going to say I don't know what a um, public school is like, but I've been to a public school for my primary, a few of my primary years, to a private school, like, in secondary or a bit the last sections of the my bit, oh, primary yeah. years yeah it's a secondary so the experience the differentness of of, of that lifestyle you know it, there, there's a difference for sure but yeah, the thing sure. that made the thing that made adventist school so different is because a lot of people a lot of people who fell out of their school okay let me paint the picture for you properly there's this private school right that, you know, made for the church community, the Adventist community. And it's like, all right, boom, you don't want to send your children to have them exposed to certain things um, in other schools. How about we teach them what we believe in, give them an education, and you have that whole Christian whole thing going for you, right? That's what the Adventist school is really doing. Mm. And government schools, you just do whatever. You learn your curriculum. You meet a lot of friends, a lot of people from different backgrounds. And, you know, that's what it is. But what would happen is some people who get kicked out of their school or expelled from their school. Like once you get expelled from a certain amount of government, government schools, schools, you can't get you can't go back to any government school. So then you have to find a private school. Well, you have and to some to people to. you have yeah. to pay to go to. So now some people don't want to send their, their children to all boys school. And you know, some people just like, well, it's either this or that. And they said, send them to Adventist school. Yeah. You know, imagine you have a bunch of thug misbehaviors from all them other schools and they don't want to go to school with all man they can't get into the other schools so you know where they go they go for the cheapest private school that they can get in yeah you know you have a bunch of innocent people who don't know nothing about the world except the bible and what the parents tell them and the kids who really misbehave about that life and doing all these things that you know the bible be warning us from And then we get taste of that life and say, this is fun and enticing. Mm-hmm. And now we live that, ooh, I want to do that thing. Ooh, yeah. that looks fun. Because we're drawn to it. I'm, drawn yeah, I'm right. they're drawn to it. It's like, I've never experienced this. Nobody ever said this, you know? Yeah. Where have you done this? And you, you, you have this, oh my goodness, I didn't know this life existed. I want to enjoy it some more. Somebody tell you about carnival. You're like, what's that? You know? It's like that thing that yeah. happened everywhere, everywhere, ever down the road. It's like, oh. And they introduce the new music because all you know is the choir and gospel, mm-hmm. and you hear all these, and you just, you just entice. Slap some cartel on there, right? Yeah. right? Just change your whole view on your life. Whole like the life, you, life, like the, the life whole you, thing your parents were setting you up for. It just takes one person, one friend. <laughs> yeah, just that one day at school, and you realize what you know, you knew nothing, <laughs> and it sounds like we going like off the rails and exaggerating, but just imagine. You didn't know money was a real thing. And then you go down the road and go in somebody, 
store, pick up a piece of cake and walk out. The man say, hey, we, we, you have money for that? You're like, money? What's that? And then you see your friend coming, splurging. It's okay. Everything's on me. And you start, he starts shelling out money and picking shit off the shelf. You're going to be like, oh my goodness, money is so important. And look at this guy who has all this money. Mm-hmm. Your mind is going to be blown because now you need to get you money. Want to, you need to know more about money. You, you need to know about enjoy money. It. Yeah. You want to enjoy it like he, you want to have it. You want to be able to do that thing. You want to experience what he just Because you, you're from such a closed, you know, closed situation that any anything that's different sparks interest. Yeah. Whether it's just the interest that you just kind of want to know what the heck that person is doing or it's the yo that looks cool i want to try that you know but either one way or another that's that's actually how we got wow that's how we became who we are yeah the pollutants that they got accepted christians it's like when because when i first came over to like i I left from because okay let me give you a nice little timeline i came over in grade four like in from the first episode when i first told y'all that you know coney got me in trouble that was in grade four when i first came to adventist school in the primary side and I got licked on my first because of Courtney. Thanks, Courtney. And at that point, I, I was nervous because I had my lunch kit and stuff, my one cousin in the class, and I was just trying to fit in with the cool kids, you know? And I observed and listened and tried to be on my best behavior. And I got through grade four, I went to grade five. That's when I was like, all right, I'm funny, I'm cool. You know, everybody like respecting me and knowing my name right now. And you know, all, all, that, all that shit used to happen. And I was just like, yo, that's kind of kind of sick. Then I got to grade six where now I started, you know, I want to say broke up, broke up. But that's when I was being a little a little perv, a little checking out the girls and then, you know, aspect, yeah. you know, kissing up the girls and then squeezing up boobs and smacking ass, you know, getting, you know, all kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. testing the water. When I got to first farm, all them Bobby touching and Batty smacking I was doing was child's fucking Play. In grade six, I was chasing people, playing hide and seek, catch man, doing all kind of stuff, playing these games, running around, getting sweaty. I got to first farm. I was still doing my little games and stuff, but when you saw them other kids, right, they're just chilling. They're just talking. Yeah. They're just telling jokes. They're flirting with these girls and stuff. They're A whole like, different ballgame that we knew. <laughs> what, is, what is happening here? Nobody running around and doing nothing crazy. They're just laughing and having fun. I'm just like, that's a bit. I tell you, when I looked up at those farm five kids, right, those kids that was about to leave school to go to college, they were looking deep. They were looking like some grown prisoners. And I'm them man's had beer abs that you could see throughout their shirt, right? Them man's little tall and muscular. And I'm just like, who are these guys, bro? I want to be like them when I grow up. That's true, right. Yeah. And that man only like 16. Yeah, they're just like if 16. You think, well, no, these guys are 16, bro. <laughs> But they, I promise you back then, they didn't look that young. They did not. They did not. <laughs> they're at least 30. I'm looking at them guys. I'm just like, bro, these guys, when I grow up, I'm going to be like that. When I got to fifth farm, I did not look like that. I was nope. not like that. Nothing like that. Nothing of that nature. I don't know what they were eating back then. <laughs> and then I'm looking at those first farmers, and I'm just like, what do y'all see when y'all look at me? Because they look even, <laughs> but they started looking small too. But they start looking small, guys. But I'm like, mm. <laughs> Uh, but that's that, that's what the podcast has in its future. Telling you the timeline of yeah. me and everyone's friendship, getting into all these fun fake facts, yeah. all these what if scenarios. What ifs. And we just and, talk about real life too, you know? Talk about what's happening, you know? 
So that's that's pretty much it, you know, things to, for you guys to find, in, you know, things in store in the future. But, you know, we're here to serve you guys, serve the general public in our in our speaking capabilities, the way we talk, the way we share, the way we think in all aspects. So once you're in for the ride, we'll gladly welcome you. Oh, right. For sure, guys, for sure. And this podcast episode might be a little bit longer or a little yes. bit shorter, but they'll vary in size for sure. Sometimes we might give you a little 30-minute, um, you know, podcast episode when we can. And sometimes it might be longer, like today, since you have the time, just having fun, just talking. Just talking. But this like, is all it is. We're not even doing anything out of the norm. Like, this is just me and my guy having a convo for you guys. Not even for you guys. We're just having a convo, and you guys are allowed to listen in. So, yeah. But if, if you have anything to add to it, you know, you can hit us on our socials, hit us on Instagram, meet us on Clubhouse, and we can just have some more conversation throughout the week, you know? Definitely. Any ideas, anything you want to see on the show, anything, you know, we're out here for that, for you guys. So, you know, once again, we want to say thank you guys for tuning in again to another episode of the DD podcast. It's your boy, Evron. Hey, and I'm Timon, aka Mr. Terrible TNT. And we're signing out again. So you guys have a good one. And we hope to entertain you once more next time. Hey, guys. Bye. Peace.